you'll turn to Matthew 11, follow along with me, starting in verse 25. Matthew 11:25 states, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank Thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for, for so it seemed good in Thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek, in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Brother Paul's address is entitled, The Yoke of Faith. Please give your attention to Brother Paul. Good morning, brothers and sisters. I bring you greetings from the High Ecclesia and those of Central Texas and the surrounding area. I want to say that the people in this area here do know how to pray for rain. And you might pray for us. We're in a serious, serious situation in Central Texas with no rain for two years. And uh, the beautiful rain yesterday, I couldn't hardly take it in. Beautiful. If you got wet, just appreciate it. That's all I can say. We have uh, chosen this subject. Brother Tommy, I asked him for his theme, and he said that keeping the old ways, keeping the old paths, and I want to encourage you, if you heard the previous speakers here, it seemed to me that that's where they were going. Solomon taught us that there's nothing new under the under the sun. The old paths. The Apostle Paul told us if any other doctrine comes to us except that which was but delivered by the apostles, let it be accursed. God is the same yesterday. He is the same today. And He is the same tomorrow. The old paths, brothers and sisters, that is not exactly my subject here. But I was encouraged by the previous speakers here to realize that the truth has been given to us by our Lord Jesus Christ, which is our subject, and that we should hold fast. You would turn with me to chapter 45. Don't think it's odd for me to start with this chapter. I would like to begin with verse 5 of Isaiah 45. I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. 
that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west, and there is none beside me, I am the Lord, and there is none else. I form the light, remember that word light, and I create darkness, and remember that word darkness. I make peace and create evil or calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things. Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open, and let them bring forth salvation. And let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. Woe unto him that striveth with his Maker. Let the potsherd strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it, What makest thou, or thy work? He hath no hands. Woe unto him that saith unto his father, What begettest thou, or to the woman? Why hast thou brought forth? Thus saith the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and his Maker, Ask me of things to come concerning my sons, and concerning the work of my hands, command ye him. I mean, command ye me. I have made the earth and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens and all their host have I commanded. I have raised him up in righteousness. I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city and he shall let go my captives. Not for price nor reward, saith the Lord of hosts. Thus saith the Lord, the labor of Egypt, and merchandise of Ethiopia and the Sabians, men of stature, shall come over unto thee, and they shall be thine. They shall come after thee, in chains they shall come over, and they shall fall down unto thee, and they shall make supplication unto thee, saying, Surely God is, is in thee, and there is none else, there is no God. Verily thou art a God that hidest thyself, O God of Israel, the Savior. They shall be ashamed and also confounded, all of them. They shall go to confusion together that are makers of idols. But Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. Ye shall not be ashamed nor confounded, world without end. Remember that verse. Israel shall be saved in the Lord with everlasting salvation. Remember this verse. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens and God, him, God himself that formed the earth and made it, he hath established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. Brothers and sisters, it seems to me from this chapter that there's a plan and purpose by God. As we see it in this day and age, it could come to an end without a plan and purpose for it. Mankind could destroy this earth if God didn't have a plan and purpose for it. And we know that this earth will never be destroyed. He created it to be inhabited. Who's going to inhabit it? 
hopefully we'll know shortly. He says, I have not spoken in secret and in dark place, in a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. Assemble yourselves and come draw near together, ye that are escaped of the nations. They have no knowledge that set up the wood of their graven image and pray unto God that cannot save. Tell ye and bring them near, yea, let them take counsel together who hath declared this from ancient time. Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord, and there is no God else beside me, a just God and a Savior? There is none beside me. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. Can we see this plan and purpose? Look unto me, and be saved. Got to be something. The earth was made to be inhabited. I have sworn by myself the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Surely shall one say in the Lord, Have I righteousness and strength. Even to him shall men come, and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed. In the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. <clears throat> Turn with me to the first chapter of John. In this plan and purpose that God has for the earth is through His Son. The one whom we have come here to study, to understand this plan and purpose, to remember Him this morning and memorial. It is our Lord Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, in which we have this hope of inhabiting this earth. In verse 6 of this first chapter, we see that John here was a man of God. And he says, The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. The light. Remember I asked you to remember this word, light? To bear witness of this light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, John was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That <clears throat> was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, 
nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Remember this verse. And the Word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word was made flesh in our Lord Jesus Christ. He brought us the Word of of truth. He brought us God's plan and purpose in its entirety. We have a grave responsibility. If you would turn back with me now to Matthew chapter 11 and Brother Bill read for us. We have an invitation here. We have an invitation to enter this light. We enter this in our baptism, brothers and sisters, and when we take upon ourselves this yoke of Christ, we have taken upon ourselves a grave responsibility to ourselves, to our brothers and sisters, our ecclesias, our young people. And we will see how Christ handled His, His part of this. We'll see how the apostles handled their part of it. A grave responsibility. I look out across here. I've been coming here since the first part of the 70s or maybe the mid-70s and I see these faces over and over again. And there's, I'll tell you that uh, Sister Shirley and Brother Rogers sat right here on this front row of great encouragement to me. And so are you. You're an example to me because I've seen these faces since I've been coming here. You have not lost your faith. Evidently, you have shouldered this yoke with a responsibility that your ecclesias are growing. We all are examples to each other. Matthew records here, he says, I think that the Lord Jesus here is... He was always speaking to His Father. A beautiful example for us. He said, I thank Thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because Thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in Thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son, but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Our Lord Jesus was the light of the world. He was revealed. We saw it because it is a light. The light of knowledge, the light that we can we can follow and inhabit this earth. Christ has revealed it to us 
the Word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us. And then he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This yoke, brothers and sisters, we must bear. We have, as I said earlier, a responsibility to ourselves, our ecclesias, to bear this yoke. We must bear it as Christ bore it. And we will look at this in a moment. First, I want to go to Luke, the 24, the last chapter in Luke. Christ was fulfilling His responsibility here. And I want to reflect to you in that day and age how this light was projected on down through the years. How the Word of God, how God's plan and purpose through His Son was handed down. Verse 44. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and the Psalms. About what? Concerning me. Concerning Christ. All those things of God's plan and purpose through him. Then what did he do? He opened their understanding, brothers and sisters, that they might understand the Scriptures. We're studying those Scriptures. Have been since Friday night here, haven't we? Are they true? They are. These are the Scriptures that tell us of God's plan and purpose. It tells us, brothers and sisters, of the plan of salvation whereby we might inhabit it, inhabit this earth. That they might understand these things of Him. And He says, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. These are things we must understand. He gave His life to take away the sin of the world. He suffered, brothers and sisters. What is this yoke we have? We will suffer also. But we must bear this yoke in love and in patience. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in His name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses, He told them, Ye are witnesses of these things. We are witnesses of these things. We're just on down the road a little further than they were. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye, until ye be endued with a power from on high. We know this happened in the second chapter of Acts. 
the apostles received the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember Peter? He denied his Christ. What did he do after he received this knowledge? He stood up and he said, Ye men of Israel, hear me. And he began to teach the risen Christ. What does Christ tell them? He's telling them here that he would rise, <clears throat> would Christ would suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. This is what Peter began to teach. He had just denied his Christ to these same people. What we're reading here this morning, brothers and sisters, is true. It is not a fairy tale. The greatest man who ever lived had the power of the Holy Spirit without measure. He's leading these men to fulfill God's will after he is gone. If we were to look at the light If we were look at, look toward Jesus who said that he was the light of the world. And then when we look back at his sufferings and he bore this yoke himself, let us bear it in like manner. Our load me will become heavy at times. To learn in discipleship, brothers and sisters, is part of this yoke. To serve in the yoke with our Lord, the yoke involves instructions under discipline. When we are yoked together with our Lord, through the yoke, though the yoke may be heavy at times, we may turn to God as Christ did, to find help and instructions in our times of need. Our Lord's road was rocky. He gained His strength from His heavenly Father. How many times did Jesus leave the apostles and go up into the mountain and pray to His heavenly Father to receive strength and courage to endure the cross? What a beautiful lesson for us. When we yoke ourselves with Christ, we are we should be Christ-like. We should have His attitude. His meekness. His obedience and patience. His love. The love of our brethren, brothers and sisters. We should be prayerful. Let us turn to Matthew chapter 16. Beginning with verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. 
For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. Chapter 19. Beginning with verse 28. And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me, he's speaking here, brothers and sisters, to the apostles, in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, he also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone, everyone, who hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit eternal life. seems to me that this yoke is getting a little easier, isn't it? It's easier to bear. The weight has gone off my shoulders and your shoulders. Everlasting life. The earth will be inhabited, hopefully, by us. Brothers and sisters, under this yoke, we will become fishers of men. If you don't believe that, look around you. This auditorium is full of men who have come to the light of the truth. Someone before you were fishers of men. got two books here. I run out of paper in one. Brothers and sisters, light. It's knowledge. Darkness is destitute of knowledge. And I'm running, I can't believe the time already. We just need to know that in Christ all things are made possible. In Him are the promises fulfilled. In Him is life. He is the light of the world in John 8 and 12. He is outside of our Lord Jesus Christ is only darkness. Destitute of knowledge. Paul told the Corinthians, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. 
But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with verse 17 through 19. Therefore, if many man be, any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, the Word was made flesh, remember, and it dwelt among us. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the Word of reconciliation. So Christ came into this world for all to see. Some have not seen the light. But some men love darkness more than light. John 3.19 The world is easy to love, for some men think that it is easy. Personal gain comes into view in this, and through lust we see what all material gain we may have by working all the time in the world. We must have a living for, he told Adam, that by the sweat of thy brow you will earn your way in this life. And we do have to have a living. But what we must know to do is that all things we do, do it according to the will of God. Also laying time aside to learn God's Word and to obey it. And when we do this, we begin to see the light. It is the light of the world that came into this world to illuminate the, the truth. <clears throat> Christ commanded Paul also to turn those who heard him from darkness to light. Acts 26. Verse 18. You know, this is this is Paul here is before <clears throat> Agrippa here, and let's back up just a little bit. Let's uh, this this is the yoke here that Paul is bearing. This 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 is the the suffering that Paul is bearing as his as his Lord did. He came before the. Uh, the Romans here. And Paul is before the magistrates here, giving an account of what happened to him. And he did it boldly because his yoke had become a little easier. He believed what he had found out on the road to Damascus that day when he was stricken blind. He reflects this account in verse 15. He said, And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, 
For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which in the which I will appear unto thee. What did he tell? What did Luke say? He said, "This is for you are a witness of these things. Paul has become a witness of these things. Deliver thee from, uh, to deliver thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes. When you open your eyes, is light, it's knowledge, and to turn them from darkness to light." and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Now we see in his writings, the Apostles' writings, his message to us and those in his day to put on this light. And we also have, in which we read earlier, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, but verses 1 through 6, what it is to be blinded or in darkness, or of the light that we may see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. We must open our eyes and open our ears to the truth of God's plan and purpose. In Ephesians 5, he also gives more instructions on using the light to keep us unspotted from the worldly lusts that surround us. He continues on with the Thessalonians in chapter 5 also, showing them that the day of Christ will not overtake them as a thief. Why? Because of the yoke of faith that they're carrying. Because the the word that Jesus has brought us that would be the way of salvation is in Him. He says that they, they that sleep in the night and they that be drunk are drunk in the night. Then he says, Let us who are the light be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. In the last chapter, or in the fifth chapter of uh, Ephesians, I think I'm right, you know, the helmet of faith, the the breastplate, all the armor in which Paul teaches us there to put on that we might bear this yoke. Now the Apostle John, so skillfully with the word of truth, shows us that eternal life which is of the Father was made manifest by that light. Now, everyone from Texas knows that if if I speak, I'm going to read you this scripture. My one of my favorite scriptures. Now, what we need to understand here is where I'm going. This is light. This is God's plan and purpose. And John's going to tell you 
that he was one of those witnesses. He saw and he handled our Lord Jesus Christ. He handled the Word of Life. And he's telling us, hear us. Take it in. It's the light of the world. It's the knowledge about the Savior who will take away the sin of the world. Verse 1 of chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. The Word was made flesh and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye may also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. All things begin to come together, don't they? We're part of this too. And John's saying, believe us. That's all we ask. Just believe us. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of Him and declare unto you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Please turn with me to John chapter 17. I'm leaving some of this out, brothers and sisters. I I talk too much. And I must bring this to a, a close. The 17th chapter of John. Now, we've all answered the invitation in chapter 11 of Matthew with our baptism. And we've taken up on this yoke. And this prayer here of Jesus before He hung on the cross entails all those who He gave instructions right after that chapter 11 of Matthew. He said, all those who come unto Me and place their trust in Me He would give us eternal life. Now this is the greatest man who ever lived. He had the power of the Holy Spirit without measure. Let's read his prayer. Okay? We must read this prayer to come to a finality of this. He says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. 
I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. He prayed for himself here, brothers and sisters. And then he brings the apostles into this. That sixth verse is the apostles. That's who God gave him. And he has taught them the way also. He says, Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. Because he told them that. You've known the Father, you know me, you've known the Father. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name, those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now I come... And now come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And Jesus did that there in that 24th chapter of Luke. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Now listen to this verse. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Brothers and sisters, who is reading their word this morning? We are. We're reading their word. This prayer was also for us. We have bore that yoke. And we're studying the word of God. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, and that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that Thou hast sent me and hast loved them as Thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom Thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which Thou hast given me, for Thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known Thee, 
but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. We know that because we answered the invitation and our baptism to bear this yoke. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it that the love wherewith ye love, where, I'm sorry, wherewith thou hast loved me, may be in them, and I in them. And finally, brothers and sisters, in the 21st chapter of Revelations, we will close. Two scriptures here. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. The earth will be inhabited. Think about this. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are, are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Verse 23. Listen so very closely here. And the city had no need of the sun. Here's this word light again. Neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is the light of this new city, Jerusalem. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it, and the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And one of the most beautiful scriptures in all of the scriptures, and there in no wise shall enter into it anything that defileth Neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. We are associated, brothers and sisters, with the Lamb's book of life because we answered the invitation and bore this yoke. And can you see that Jesus was right? It has become easy. Because it is the way of God. Thank you.